Good morning. Welcome to the We Are Driven podcast, episode four. My name is Arun Kumar. I am the driver and I'm here with my co-host, Dan LaRue. How are you this morning, Dan? Doing good. Good morning, Arun. Good morning, listeners. All right. So today we're talking about how to get rich. This is coming from someone who's not very rich, facilitated by somebody who I don't think is very rich, but may secretly have a giant Cayman Islands bank account that I don't know about. But we are we're talking about from experience the concept of delivering value. Because I really believe that getting rich in and of itself, this this idea of American culture that you should aspire to become really wealthy, have a big bank account, yachts, private jets, fancy cars, whatever it is. That goal in and of itself is not the end. It's a means. But the means is to a different end. And that that different end is you must deliver value. Because in today's world, information, generally speaking, flows very quickly. And I know I'm not the first person to talk about this, but when when online reviews came around it became very hard to do business in a in a shady way in a fraudulent way it became very hard to screw over a lot of people with a, a mail order catalog or a tv commercial that promises the moon and then when you get the product it's nothing like what you thought it was going to be Wait, you're telling me that those gold-plated coins aren't real? <laughs> I don't even know anything about a gold-plated coins, but, <laughs> but yes. Now, you know those infomercials that come on at like three in the morning? Yeah. I wish we could tell. Do you see my sound? Uh-huh. Why is it so small? Like, I, looks fine to me. Is it? Okay, well, yeah, we're, mine, we're lo- doing mine it. looks small to me, but oh, yours weird. looks okay. fine. Okay, well, we're doing it live, so we'll keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, so so we're on this concept of value because you can't just make money screwing people over anymore. That's not a that's not a idea that still works. There's Bitcoin, there's Amazon stories, there's real estate scams, there's people emailing you as a Nigerian prince trying to get you to hold their ten million dollars. Wait a, a minute. A lot of that. A lot of that doesn't work for the average people. And I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you're somebody who is kind of already looking past all of those things. That's not to say that we don't get scammed, but that is to say that if you want to get really, truly wealthy and you want to be buying yachts, you want to be buying private jets, you want to be buying a Bugatti that's $5 million, you cannot operate in a way where you're scamming people because sooner or later you're going to get found out or you're going to not be able to practice your scam anymore because too many people will have figured it out. So the only way to build that lasting wealth is through delivering value. And for a prime example of what Arun is talking about, and I'm sure just about everyone that maybe will listen to this podcast, Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street, prime example of you can't sell crap and do it forever because you do get busted and you do go to jail. Yes, Jordan Belfort's a great example. 
Um, now, like I said, I'm not a millionaire. I'm not out here trying to flex on people with knowledge of like, oh yeah, I'm, I am really rich. I've done this. This is a proven part of my resume. This is from my observation and my experience so far, I'm not that far into, to wealth building in my life. And I, I'm, I know, however, that I am on my way there. And from my experience, this is the outlook that I have on how to get people to just pay you more. And it's whether you have your own business or you work for someone, this applies. You don't need to be an entrepreneur to employ these principles. And furthermore, this is how I spend money. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not rich, but I can still go out and, and be a consumer that chooses to buy one thing over another. And in my experience, delivering value and buying on value is what I do. And I've been enlightened to the concept of value by entrepreneurs and business people who have come before me. But the, the fact stands that I buy on value. I look at things as being worth my money, worth my time. I don't want to just throw money at something for the sake of it. I am not somebody who goes out and buys the latest phone unless I really see the value in it. You don't need an iPhone 14 because the camera is not that much better than the iPhone 13. But when I went from an iPhone 10 to an iPhone 13, the camera got significantly better. That was pretty much the only reason I bought it. Yeah, that's quite the jump there. Yeah, I went from one lens to freaking 12. So <laughs> that's... That's how that goes. But the point's there, right? Value. And I know that making someone feel like they are getting value is what creates repeat customers and it's what creates referrals and it's what creates lasting real financial success. And, and that's what we're pursuing here with We Are Driven. We don't just want a successful business for the sake of, you know, oh yeah, we we're, you know, we got a high earning job or, you know, we're we're happy with our little business. This is about driving substantial value in our communities, with our businesses, whatever reach we're able to generate with our businesses. That's what we should be doing is generating as much value with them as possible. So oh, 100% because like for me, like if I'm buying a product or someone's trying to sell me on something, you know, the, the thing that I look for the most is one is that salesperson really treating me like I'm a customer or, or am I just another person to, you know, slow their day down? And then like, if I'm buying a product anywhere, you know, sometimes the least expensive one is what I'm looking for. Sometimes the most expensive one is the one I'm looking for. And then there are some that fall in the middle. You know, you have to look at those options on what are you going to use and what are you going to regret later um, based on your decision? Yeah, and, and marketing so that you recognize that before you make your buying decision is not really the topic that we're going to get into here, but it is how to generate referral business through making people feel like they're getting massive value from you. This isn't going to end with, you know, sending people review links. This isn't going to end with telling somebody to tell their friend about you. This is about 
creating a product or a service or whatever it is, creating a purchasable thing that is so damn valuable that people are absolutely going to talk about it later. And that's what right. I've always... It, it, if, it, if it's good enough, you won't have to ask them for that review link. Exactly. You want people to be so amazed that they just have to do it. And that's what I have always tried to do with varying degrees of success with my my business endeavors and my career prior to entrepreneurship. So for the sake of this, I have I've come up with three ways in which you can focus on value. And depending on what your product or service is, this value kind of elevates or subtracts in one of these three areas. So value comes in these three forms, results, experience, and solutions. All of these mix together to create value for any specific purchase, but certain things are going to be more valuable in results than in experience. Certain things are going to be more valuable in a solution than in the experience. And some things are going to be more valuable in the experience. So we'll go through some examples here just to go through and and get a bit more familiar with what I'm talking about here so that you can really apply it in what in what you're working on. Cuz I think you can pay Google Ads, you can do you know a sign on the side of the road, you can wrap your car a certain color and and put letters all over it with your phone number. All of those are are certainly marketing techniques, but the best one by far is to create such a good experience that people cannot stop talking about it. And and a, I would say maybe the best example of that possible is Amazon Prime. Their purchasing experience is so good that you can't not just do that every time. It has broken the standard for e-commerce and, and it, everybody else is just trying to keep up. Yeah, I remember when Amazon Prime started to become a thing and everyone and like people I would know be like, Hey, you have Amazon Prime yet? And you go, No, I don't even know what this is. Like, you need to check it out. You get stuff in two days. I was like, What? That sounds awesome. And I remember <laughs> I remember when it was just on like a few items, mostly books and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Now it's just anything. Anything you search, there's something you can get from Prime from a FBA warehouse and there's freaking gigantic warehouses all over the country. Anyways, obviously Jeff Bezos is highly wealthy. He creates a lot of value for people. Uh that's kind of what we're what we're going off of here today. So, let's get through some of these examples. Results, item number 1 in this in this value mix we're talking about. Results is when the consumer decides what the solution is and they're paying for that solution to work. So let's get talk through some examples. A grocery store. If you go into a grocery store and buy any amount of items, the grocery store is making money. I don't really care what you buy. That's not the point of this. The grocery store exists because they are providing you with the result that you're after. They're providing you with, you go in there, you know you're going to be able to buy the thing you want and you know you're going to be able to make that transaction and leave. It's convenient to you and it's readily available. So the grocery store is giving you results because 
you know what you want. You choose to go to the grocery store. You choose to go in there, buy the thing. Grocery store makes a little money. You're on your way. Another example in results, gym memberships. Same thing. You decide that you want to get in better shape and you believe that the way that you're going to do that is to get a gym membership. Now, this is very different from something I'm going to talk about later, personal training. But when you go in for a gym membership, the gym is just there and it is going to provide you with the results that you're looking for, which is access to a place where you think you can get fit. It's not about buy a gym membership and then you get fit. It's about access to the place where you can get fit. You're paying for that result. One last example here is bookkeeping. (laughs) So bookkeeping, differently from a tax planner or a CPA who's doing an audit for you or anything like that, Bookkeeping has a desired result. It is to ensure that all of the finances of your business can be tracked and read cleanly. That's a result. There's no real creativity or wow factor that should go into it. They're not really trying to solve a problem that you don't know the answer to. Because speaking as somebody who has tried to sell bookkeeping services, people know that they need a bookkeeper. That's not the problem. But when they hire a bookkeeper, then when they make the decision to hire a bookkeeper, they already have an expectation of what the result's going to be. It's a perfect example of where you have to derive value by promising the result that they already know they want. So that's really where this lands is a consumer decides what they want and you have to advertise that you provide that solution. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty finite uh, thing when it comes to results. You know, it's it's you have it, it's there. There's no really in between unless you know the business that's giving you the results flops, like one of our first bookkeepers. This <laughs> so is a story for another time, but we we definitely had a bookkeeper that did not meet uh, expectations in our uh, first year. So, well, there you go. It was a it was a good time. well okay so that's that's a good way to put it is is they are promising results all you have to do is deliver on it if a grocery store says they have a certain type of pasta in stock you want them to have that pasta in stock because you've decided that you want that pasta and you went to the grocery store to go get it that's that's really what it comes down to is availability and delivering on a promise that you've already made okay Experience. Let's talk about experience. Experience. Oh, is it? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm all all about the experience of the buy. All right. If I'm having fun, I'm buying it. Oh, what if you don't know if you're going to have fun? Well, then that's a decision (laughs) I'm going to make. Do I want to jump off the cliff or not? You know? (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. So we're base jumping. That's not yep. <laughs> one of the examples that I had here, but we can we can run with it. Um, so experience is paying for the great feeling of receiving the thing that you bought. Now, when I say receiving, that's a very broad term. I don't just mean an Amazon box showing up at your at your door, although that is a great experience in the two day shipping, blah, blah, blah. The point is 
an experience is something where as you are consuming the thing that you purchased, you're enjoying it. It's not as much about it's solving a problem for you after you've used it. It's not about somebody else generating a solution for you. It's just about you enjoying and appreciating and deriving value from the experience as you are having it. So examples, a track day. A track day, yeah, is it a result? Yeah, but it's a different result for everyone. So that's not really what you see advertised for track days. You don't see people saying, come to my track day, you'll get all of the speeding out of your system and be a better, safer driver on the roads. That's defensive driving clinics. Defensive driving clinics have a result. But a track day is all about the experience of the track day. They're not telling you, come here and we'll figure out how to tune your car for the track better and make you go faster. That's not what that is. That's a motorsports shop. <laughs> that is a solution. They're providing a really valuable solution to you. But this is sort of the, the hair splitting that I'm trying to do here is to show you that what value you get out of the track day is from you going to the track and enjoying yourself there. It's all about the experience of being at the track and enjoying it. Yeah, Another, it's like, uh, like you see all of the like places like Speed Vegas or like the the drive a supercar uh, company will come through your hometown. And then when they advertise all these, it's always supercar experience, track day experience. You know, they, they're, you know, they want you to come in and have a good time. And, and I think that's what Arun's getting at with that example. Yeah. You know, they're, they're trying to drive fun having. They're, they're literally called experiences. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and the same, you know, if you, what's a good example, if you go out to certain kinds of restaurants that are famous for bad wait staff or they're famous for the view while you're eating, stuff like that. That's experience. Here's some other Can examples. Good or bad. Good or bad, yeah. Well, if, the, if you go to one of those places where the where the waiters are like intentionally yelling at you just because that's what they're known for, those places are kind of entertaining. <laughs> Sounds terrible. I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> Um, two other examples, a massage, it's a solution. It generates results, but for the most part, people are going to, you know, your, your sort of normal relaxation massage, not like a sports medicine one for the experience. They want to enjoy getting the massage. They'll feel great afterwards. Yes. But it's also about while you're there. Uh, the last one is the, the team building event. Although you are getting results out of it, it's about the experience of going to the team building event that generates the results. So you're paying for the experience. You want, as the person who is selling the experience, to make sure that it is so good that they're talking about it forever and that the business owner is recommending it to all other business owners that they know in order to sell more experiences. Whether it's an escape room or an obstacle course or, you know, axe throwing, I don't know, a bunch of different team building. Top golf. Top golf, yeah. yeah I, one year, uh, our boss actually took us on a supercar uh, driving experience. Mm. So, yep. 
Yep. So that's uh, that's what experience is. So an experience is something that that you are focused on every little detail of the customer experience while they are consuming the thing. It's not like, I don't know exactly how to put this. It's about the little details while you're there. Disney is a great example of this. Disney is super, super detail oriented with their parks, their theme parks. They will make sure that everything from the way the uh, character actors act to how quickly trash is picked up off the ground to the leaves on the transplanted from Africa tree that's in the part of the park that is supposed to replicate Africa and make sure that those leaves look right. Like that level of detail orientation is what creates such an amazing experience that keeps people coming back. Yeah, like a crazy, like fun fact about Disney, like some of their like staff only doors or like something that might be a little bit like unsightly they'll actually paint it this weird shade of green. That way you don't notice it. It's really wild. I've never noticed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You wouldn't know unless a Disney employee told you. Yeah, that's that's weird. Okay, noted, noted for but it, if but it's, I it's, ever go it's back to drive that experience of like, yeah, here are the imperfections, but we're purposely hiding them from you. Right, right. Okay, last one, solution. So... Just to re- recap here a second, we're talking about how to drive value in your business. So if you're if you're an employee or if you are owning your own business, results, experience, and solution are the three separate categories of a customer delivery or sorry, a product or service delivery that you have to focus on in order to differentiate yourself from the competition and make sure that people keep coming back and provide raving reviews and referrals for you and your company or you as an employee so that you continue to get more opportunities, more sales, more leads and free marketing, whether it's for free marketing for another job opportunity or free marketing for your next customer. doesn't matter if you are an employee or a business owner for this value driving and these three characteristics of value to really come into play in your professional life and your business. Solutions the final piece of the trifecta of value. Solution is when you're paying for the expertise of someone else to solve your problem for you. So unlike results where you know what your problem is, you are going and being a consumer at a place where they are making the solution available to you. This is where you're paying somebody to solve your problem for you. So you don't know what kind of pasta you want, you're going to pay for a recipe book for somebody to tell you what pasta to get. And then once you've decided on what pasta to get, then you go pay the grocery store because you know you what results you're after. Then you take your pasta to a cooking class where they teach you how to freaking fillet it. I don't know why you would ever do that to pasta, but let's say you're filleting pasta and then you can experience it in a new way and it tastes amazing and it's all about the experience of first the humor filleting pasta but then the experience of eating this fillet pasta with your friends in a cool like 
custom professional kitchen, whatever it is, that's the full cycle, but you paid three different people to make that happen. So I now know that one, you don't eat pasta very much. And two, you, I don't think anyone fillets pasta. <laughs> I know I don't eat pasta very much, but <laughs> that I think I, I did pick something that I knew what it, what I was implying. <laughs> uh, okay. So solutions. The three examples that I have are, are really easy for this one. The first is car repair. Now, I'm going to start by saying this only applies for people who are not YouTube mechanics. So if you're oh, dang, if you're a YouTube mechanic or you're on the forums and you decide you know what the answer is, and I am very guilty of this in my life. Oh, yeah, me too. That I want results. I am not going to pay for a solution. I'm going to pay for results. What that means is I am going to take it to a place where they won't charge me a diagnostic fee because I have already diagnosed it to the best of my ability thanks to the internet and I just want them to replace the part because I can't for whatever reason. That is the difference between results and solutions. Solutions is when the check engine light comes on on my car and I don't know how to fix it and I don't want to fix it. So I just drop it off at a shop where they're going to do the diagnostic. They're going to charge me for the diagnostic fee and they're going to replace the part and they're going to charge me for that. So you see the difference. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I am so, so guilty of walking into a shop knowing the answer. And I was I almost was like going to tell you to use that as an example before you did. And I'm like, man, now I don't even know if I can use that as an example. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So you see the difference. Car repair for people who are not YouTube mechanics or internet forum mechanics is you drop your car off and it comes back fixed. You don't know what the problem was. You don't really care, but it's fixed. And you're going to pay a premium for that over just paying somebody for results. Because with results... You already took the first step. You already decided you knew what the solution was. So you don't need to pay somebody for their expertise to get you to the solution. You just need to pay them to solve, to give you the results that you're, you're after. With a solution, you're paying somebody for their expertise in order to get that value from them. And then they're going to solve your problem for you. Or you're going to take it somewhere else and then somebody else is going to solve your problem for you. Now, the next example here is, is kind of going back to what I was talking about before with gym memberships. Personal training is completely different from a gym membership in terms of where you derive the value. You derive the value on personal training because you are asking somebody else to design a fitness program for you, design a nutrition plan for you so that you can get in shape. Your problem is that you're not in shape or your problem is you want to get in better shape, whatever it is. You've 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 hired a personal trainer for that reason and you're paying them to program your training for you. You don't want to deal with that. You just want a solution. And so you're willing to pay more for a personal trainer than you are for a gym membership because you haven't decided how you're going to get the results you want. You're paying somebody for their expertise in order to give you a solution for you to get to the results you want. 
kind of losing track of my words, but I got there. <laughs> so personal trainer versus gym membership solution versus results. The last example here is custom built software. You can go and you can buy off the shelf Microsoft Word, but if you need to process, I don't know, 10,000 pages of code as quickly as possible, I'm already out of my depth here, but <laughs> if you need to- I, if I'm, you need follow, to, I'm following along, I'm letting you, you go. <laughs> if you need to do something that requires greater word processing ability than Microsoft Word, as far as I know, there is not an off-the-shelf solution for that. So you're going to have to build it or have somebody build it for you. In most cases, you're going to hire somebody to build it for you because if you're like me, you don't want to learn anything to do with uh, the back end of a computer, um, which is I don't want to learn anything to do with hardware coding, software coding, computer engineering. That's I know I don't have the patience for that. I stick to what I'm good at. Well, but, if you want to listen or if you want to learn about 60 different languages all about the nope, all at nope, the same nope, time, nope, it's nope. for you. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I that might have been a little bit of an exaggeration, but it, it's it's a lot. That's where I started my life and it was just chaos for me. I struggled with Spanish. That's enough. I took yeah. 12 years yeah, uh -huh. of Spanish. I don't remember any of it. <laughs> um. Okay, so... That's the last one is custom built software. If you if you go to somebody to build you to to buy the off the shelf software, they've they've advertised and it's available already for you. You've decided that that's the solution that you need. If you're going and hiring a software engineer to get you custom built software, now you're looking at paying somebody, I don't know, 100 times as much in order to develop your custom solution to a problem and you're you're hiring them for their expertise. So yeah, we just we just did that with our invoicing system here, and uh, that was a, a doozy of a bill. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> well, okay. So altogether, all of these things generate value. All of these things are worthy of being paid for, whether it's results, whether it's experience, whether it's solutions. But as I just walked through, results is going to be your lowest value item, but you can gen you can typically provide results in a much higher volume than you can experiences and solutions. When you generate results, you advertise availability of something. You're advertising a 1999 oil change. You're advertising that your watermelon is on sale. You're, <laughs> you're advertising that gym memberships are $10 a month at Planet Fitness. You're advertising that you can do your bookkeeping cheaper or faster than the next person. In order to drive value through results, it's going to be a value for money thing. It's going to be a high volume, low ticket item where you can do things with a lot of automation, you can do it very quickly, and you can do it in such a way where it's very scalable. You can provide a lot of results for people without as much effort from you. Yeah, it, it's it's fairly hands off and like a job that I could really put in perspective is like Amazon drop shipping. Like you, you never see the product, you never touch it. 
and you just throw it out there on Amazon on a marketplace store and if someone's looking for it, they just buy it and you're in whatever processes you have, just send it to them. So, right. Right. You know, they're, they're looking for a result and it goes to them. Yes. And, and as a result, you're, you're paying for it and you're making less money on it, but your aim is volume. Okay. That's results. Experience. Now, this is a realm that I like to play in because I like creating experiences for people. And I'm not talking about team building events. I'm not talking about any of that. But what I have come to realize is that especially in the automotive industry, experience is everything. If you're able to get people to have fun with their cars, which is if you're me and all of your customers are car enthusiasts, you want to make sure that everyone's experience is amazing. Whether it's buying a part online and getting it shipped to their house, you want to make sure that your instructions are on point so that they can get the part on the car as quickly and efficiently as possible without having to call customer service. And then they can enjoy it and they can talk about it later. You want the packaging to look amazing because everybody's big on social media. You want to make sure that your, your box and your packaging are such that somebody can do an unboxing video and be excited about it. And, and you want them to take a picture with your packaging because it's so good. Those are a couple examples. And then of course, I'll, I'll be pissed if I forget to mention this. If your product doesn't work and create an experience for people where their car looks better, sounds better, feels better, drives better, has more power, whatever it is. If your product doesn't de deliver on that part of the experience, you're going to lose. It's a return. It's a chargeback. It's something that's not your desired outcome in terms of business and generating wealth. Yep. Yeah. So no, I would say like one of the, one of the prime examples that Runa talked about is like having good instructions. I just did a, uh, a sport bar for my father-in-law and the instruction manual was literally one page, no photos, just a wall of text. And like, I'm looking at this thing, like, I don't understand anything that their engineers put on this instruction sheet. Like, there's nothing to show me. It's not like there's no real step by step, you know, and, and that, that makes you hate a product very fast. Yeah. When you, when you can't even begin to appreciate it, right. that's a problem. That's a huge problem. And it's, it's, it's painful for everyone involved. Anyways, we don't need to harp on people who don't put instructions in there. On their parts, <clears throat> everyone. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> experience drives value in that way. You want people to, as they are consuming your product, to be saying, wow, this is amazing. Whatever it is. Track day, car parts, car event. You know, I can go on and on with automotive references, but this is this is much more far reaching than that. This is about creating an experience for people who will continue to come back to it, who will seek it out through other means that you might be selling and that they will tell their friends about. Okay. Yeah. They want to be wowed because word of mouth is the best marketing. hundred percent. Solution is the highest ticket, lowest scale option on this list. If you're a personal trainer, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, here's where you win. Solutions can be scaled if you can predict the problems that people have. 
If you are not just providing bookkeeping, for example, if you're just out there saying, I do bookkeeping, I will make sure that your books are clean. If instead you're saying, I have the right contact for a tax professional. I have the right contact for your financial planner. I know what car dealerships offer the most favorable section 179 depreciation, which is now I'm getting real nerdy accounting with you. <laughs> like, stop. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know the best <laughs> banks for you to get equipment financing. I know, uh, I know the best bankers that are able to do most FDIC regulated insured, whatever it is, uh, transactions, bank account openings, and all that with power of attorney documentation instead of having you come in person and show your driver's license like every bank in the freaking world does, and it's super annoying. Uh If you are able to provide that sort of solution where you can predict people's problems, your bookkeeping fee just went from $300 a month to $1,500 a month. This is what I have done in my consulting business where I know what people want way before they think they want it. And it means that even if I persist and persist and persist and they don't hire me for a while, when they do come around, they realize they're getting their money's worth. 100%. Because I have predicted everything that's going to happen to them before it happens. My sales cycle may be long. That's something that I've always been working on. But I know that when I have worked in that consulting business where I am saying you need a shop management solution for all of the things that you don't want to deal with as a shop owner. And I can help. That is what I have done for all of the dozens of clients that I've had. And it's great. I mean, at the end of the day, I have happy clients. And if people aren't proactive, if people don't want to put into practice everything that I'm giving them as resources and for, for proactive problem solving, then we're not, we're not going to work out. But that's always been for me, the way in which I've, I've driven the highest value clients where I'm getting paid month after month, after month, after month, they're making more and more money month after month, after month, after month, and we're both winning. So that's, what's always worked for me is being able to generate a solution where people can predict the future where I can predict the future for people. Yeah, it's it's a lot like anticipating beforehand, like, hey, this this uh this bushing could go out on you in three months. You know, it might be now's the time to change it. Kind of you know, like make the solution before their cars broke down on the side of the road. Yeah, and one of my one of my my best clients right now He'll do that. And and he's a uh, you know, master technician. He's been working on these cars for over a decade. For him to sell a client any number of performance upgrades and preventative maintenance items is extremely easy because no one else has told the customer that this might happen. They're all just providing results. Or if they're providing a solution, they're only providing a solution to the current problem. So those people are only getting paid either, you know, $125 an hour labor rate for, you know, parts changing, or they're getting paid $160 an hour for diagnostic fee, or if you're the dealership near my house, $255 for diagnostic fee. Um, Or you can say, hey, this is what you need now. 
This is what you need in six months. This is what you need in a year. If your goal with the car is to drive 10,000 miles and take it to the track once a month, I recommend this suspension, these tires, these sway bars, these end links. Oh, okay. All, all that. I, I, and, and you know, you're, you've got the whole plan ready for me already. And you know what I want to do with the car even better than I do. Let's go. Here's my credit card. Cha-ching. Yeah, <laughs> you can, yeah, you can pretty much do a ton of suggestive selling uh, in a scenario like that. And, and that's what I used to do when I ran a retail counter and off-roading shop is, you know, say, Hey, what do you want to do? And then they tell me and I would suggest the parts and then say, you know, and provide that solution to them. Like, Hey, you can add this on later. Um, and what that really does is it builds trust with your customer and that, that will send them off into the real world. They'll go tell their friends and say, Hey man, Dan and Arun really hooked me up with this build. And I suggest you go for your car and I'm definitely going back. There you go. So now I just want to quickly run back down this list just so everybody's crystal clear on what we're talking about and then we'll wrap it up. Solutions. Highest ticket, lowest volume, but potentially scalable if you're able to predict the problems that people are going to have in the future and you develop solutions that you can automate ahead of time. You still charge this high ticket for it experiences down from that is once you've predicted these solutions for people and created an automated solution for it, sorry, once you predicted the problems for people and developed automated solutions for it, you can now focus on the experience. You want every single detail in that experience to be absolutely perfect. And when it is, and you create a wow factor for customers, not only are they raving about the fact that you've predicted their future and already come up with solutions for it, but along the way, you gave them an incredible experience. Whether it's that you gave them a loaner car or you gave them free little goodie bag, whatever, when they spent over a certain amount of money with you that really drove their brand loyalty to you. There's tons of different little examples here. I've seen this that same guy. He paint pens every bolt on the car after he torques it. And that's this little, little detail that's kind of time consuming, but it's good for him for one, because he keeps track of time insurance though. But also it really shines through as this care and brand appreciation point where you can be like, oh, wow, he went and paint penned every single thing on my car that he, he torqued. I know I'm safe. I know my family is safe. I know the other drivers on the track are safe. And I know that he takes pride in his work. So I'm absolutely going to trust him and keep coming back to him going forwards. That's part of the experience. Yeah, I use that paint trick on my own stuff now. Just, just so I can trust myself. Uh-oh. Have we lost Dan? No. Well, we'll see how that goes. I think we had yeah, some that internet trouble there. I don't know. My, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, a little choppy. Sorry. Right, at least it's almost at the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're seeing, if you're still listening, thanks. We made it through the, the weird little internet hiccup, but we're good. Uh, last point, results. This is usually where you're going to take a customer in, no matter what uh, segment you focus on for driving value. Customers are usually going to make a first time buying decision 
before they've built a significant amount of trust with you or they've heard about the experience from other people, uh, they're usually going to entrust a purchasing decision with you on the basis of you making sure that you've promised a result that they've already decided that they want. They've already decided that they want to have a network of people that can hold them accountable and help them set bigger goals and accomplish them. You know, you join the driven network. You want to go to the grocery store and get pasta. You go to the grocery store. (laughs) A couple of examples. If you know that that uh, clunk in your car is caused by your end link being blown out, you buy an end link from AutoZone, you take it to, you know, Joe's mechanic shop in the gas station and you say, Hey Joe, can you change my end link for me? Oh, sure. 50 bucks kid. That's, that's where it starts. But then if Joe comes back and says, go sit in the massage chair in the gas station convenience store where they also have a five-star restaurant. <clears throat> and then when you come back, your car is going to be washed with whichever air freshener flavor you want and it's going to what else what what other cool things would there be we've rotated the tires for you and we called your kid's school and told them to uh send your kid to the shop instead of take the bus home because you're going to be a little late because you know I don't know if you've thought of this, but your car is due for an oil change in a thousand miles. We can get it done now so that you don't have to worry about having to drop your car off again later. And while you're at it, you know, I can see the reason you're you're already kind of not thinking about the oil change is because you've been topping up the oil regularly. So you don't really want to do it. I can see that your oil is really not that dirty, but that's because your oil pan's leaking. So, you know, I can get that fixed for you right now. But I'm, I've already been proactive. I've, I've got your kid, you know, coming to be dropped off here. You guys can enjoy a nice meal together and then go home. It's a weird example. I know. It's probably yeah, not exactly what's going like to happen. an awesome example, though. <laughs> Doesn't it? And so somehow, wow. yeah. somehow that busy working professional parent is going to make it work. And not only that, they will happily pay $200 an hour for that whatever whatever it was to start with uh, end link that was clunking that escalated so quickly and now they're spending thousands of dollars with this shop and getting a cool meal out of it that's where the real value is results experience solution mix it all together focus on all of it but figure out where your differentiating points are and this is what not only drives value makes you successful in your business, whether you have your own business or you're working for somebody else, but it also will make you wealthy. And I'm on my way there putting these practices into place. Come back next year and we'll see where I'm at compared to where I'm at now financially. I'll hold you to it. (laughs) Okay, cool. I'll definitely hold you to it. (laughs) February 17th, 2024. (laughs) You'll you'll be the one with the bank in the Cayman Islands. (laughs) Okay. But right now it's you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no comment. All right, fine. Not me. That's it fine. me. That's me. fine. I wish. <laughs> okay. Well, anybody, anyways, thanks everyone for watching. You're not watching. What the hell am I talking about? You're listening. Thanks for listening. You've made it this far in our weird, somewhat educational, somewhat entertaining podcast. And, you know, 
it, this is great. Like we're, we're only four episodes in. I think we're getting into some real meat here that that's valuable for, for everyone, including myself, because in, in thinking about this and putting this framework down, this isn't the kind of thing that you do in an Instagram post. And the goal of this podcast was to get a bit more verbose in our, in our content. And this is giving, giving the opportunity for that. So I'm happy to be here. Happy to be doing this. I'm happy to be doing this. Super exciting. I look forward to it. Yeah. Well, okay. So if, if you want to find us on the internet, you can go to wearedriven.co. You'll find our apparel on there. You'll find more information about the Driven Network. You'll find uh, access to my my coaching. We just shot a really cool video yesterday uh, for um, for what? What was it for? It's for the the web, the homepage of the wearedriven.co website. And so you'll be seeing that online soon. And um, yeah. I think that that's where we're at. You can find me on Instagram at Arun D. Kumar. That's, that's where I generally hang out. Dan, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I actually, in the last episode, I lied about my Instagram handle. It's actually just Dan LaRue. <laughs> uh, I, I changed it at some point and it just stuck in my brain. Uh, LinkedIn. Uh, don't find me on TikTok because I'm not there. Same. I'm not on TikTok. All right. <laughs> well, Hope everybody has a great rest of your day. Keep pursuing excellence in business, fitness, and cars, and stay driven. Stay driven, guys.